The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Sprinkle Simon Growth, have you ever driven a lot to different places around the country? Oh, you know, growing up... Um I have four brothers, and my parents would take us on extremely long road trips. Sometimes really? we took a three-week road trip from Come on. from uh, Springfield, and my oldest brother was in it was in the Army Station, Colorado Springs, Colorado. We went all the way down through the southern states, up through Colorado, and uh, my, we had a pickup truck. We rode in the back with a topper on it. My dad built these bench seats in the back of it, and then when we would stop, we would stay at KOA camps. Now, as a kid, we thought that meant camping on asphalt because uh, we had a— we had a pup tent that we would sleep in. Mom and dad would sleep in the back of the truck. And my little brother would sleep in the front seat. And we went, you know, we went out across the continental divide. Oh my God. We did massive road trips growing up. It was uh great, great memories. Uh, every year or was it a, like a special once every three or four years? We, we did uh we did a lot of road trips like that on vacations. We did a lot of uh, camping, you know, tent camping, those kind of, with, with five boys, you know, it was expensive. I'm sure to go on be. <laughs> vacation well, sure, so yeah yeah we, i have great road trip memories and we've we've driven down to we have family in columbus georgia we've driven down there a number of times over the years with the kids it's about 12 hours so, so. how many different states you've been in you have any idea you ever about oh, to count? i think i've been in probably 40 or have so you really? yeah yeah we did east coast stuff we did all kinds of things and yeah we have i mean great great memories of doing that greg did you take family trips at all oh yeah you did every year usually somewhere Wow. We yeah. just had a regular pickup truck with a regular topper on the back. My dad was a handyman, so he had he had you know uh, upholstered seats in the back of it that he put in there, and they would lock all, all of us in the back of that thing. And you know, dad could just lock that slider window if he was tired of listening to us. And <laughs> it was like a steel cage death match back there with five boys. I led a sheltered life. <laughs> I didn't go. I mean, I didn't go anywhere. Well, my dad for years though had a company car, State Journal Register. Okay. So you weren't going to take it all over the country, right, yeah. the company car. So we just didn't. I don't know if we could have probably not afforded it. It's not something we wanted to do, playing Little League Baseball and everything. But but yeah. no, I don't ever. I mean, maybe Chicago, maybe Detroit on a rare occasion. Uh, and sometimes that just me and my dad drove to Detroit because mom didn't like to. Never did, never did take, <laughs> never went to the Ozarks. <clears throat> nothing, nothing. St. Louis and to get on the Admiral. <laughs> was a big deal. Remember the boat, the Admiral? Yeah. Huh? That was the highlight. We that what we looked forward to that. My brother Tom, my sister Jean looked forward to that every year. That was our one highlight. And then we took a, a picnic basket full of food because mom right. didn't want to pay the price on the Admiral. So That's we right. yeah. and opened the picnic, the old wooden picnic basket and put it on the table on the Admiral. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, you know, we were in scouts growing up, so we would cook over the fire camp and we we, we thought we were all cooks because yeah. we cooked, you know, on a scout. <laughs> on a scout camp out and you know one time we all thought we really need if we sat on one side of the truck and on the count of three i'll jump to the other side of the truck in the back <laughs> i think about knocked him off the road the bright blinker came on he pulled over at that that didn't go over very that didn't I'll go over that very window, well how about that window slid, uh, <laughs> it slid did, open then yeah it did. <laughs> slide open. that's cute you're sitting on one side of the truck Just on the count of three jump, yeah i'll jump, jump the other, other side, side. 
I put him off the road. So. That's funny now. My <laughs> dad wasn't exactly. No, he wasn't impressed. No, wasn't impressed at all. <laughs> so how you doing? What's going on with the Springfield Salmon Growth Alliance? Well, you know, we are uh, re- starting off into 2023. We have our annual meeting coming up. Okay. This Friday at 8 a.m. at the Memorial Center for Learning and Innovation. Uh, you can register on our website, thriveinspi.org, under the events tab. Open to the public. It's the first time in three years we've had this in person. You know, it's been on been on Zoom until then. So we're looking forward to reporting out on a lot of exciting activities in the last year, things that are going on, and talk about what we have planned going into 23. That's Friday night, and um, or Friday morning, excuse yep. me, 8 to 9. And where is the Memorial Learning Center? It's in the 200 block of West Miller Street. It's okay. adjacent to the Memorial Hospital, as you might know it. Um, there's a parking ramp right there where you can park and come in. There's a really nice auditorium in there with with great audiovisual uh, capabilities, and so it should be a really nice meeting. We'll have some coffee and you know pastries and stuff like that if you don't get time to get breakfast before you get there. So be happy to have you. Who's invited? Do you have to be a member? Or how, no, do you, how do you get yeah. to be a member of the SSGA? Well, we have uh, folks, companies that invest in our organization, of and they become our members. Uh, and then also uh, th- this event, though, is open to the public. So we send out notices and invite the public to attend all the local officials anyone that's, that's that lives here that's interested can show up and hear what's going on tell me some of the projects involved that it'll be discussed at that meeting yeah well we'll give an update on a number of things the uh large solar projects we have going on the lincoln land energy center just out the pawnee made a lot of great progress in 2022 uh update uh, from the growth alliance perspective what's going on out of pillsbury which is very very exciting Uh, talk about the uh, Shield Sports Complex, Um, and then also um, a number of uh, things that we can't get in great detail on, but we have a a lot of interest right now and a number of interesting uh, projects to support the agricultural industry too. So we're very optimistic that 23 is going to be a good year. The solar farm is kind of southwest corner of the county, right? It is. Between Waverly and uh, south of New Berlin and things like that, just just to the west of Auburn. Yeah. Uh, Have they started? Yeah. That's under construction. Yeah, under construction. That started about uh, I think in November time frame. So they're they're building and moving. And um, can you yeah. see that from 104? No, it's way down in the southwest corner. It actually leaks over into Morgan County some. Okay, so it's pretty much just directly west of Thayer. Um, oh, it is. Okay, and probably about a little bit southwest of Louder. I grew up in South County, so I know so where you all know those places. Those, are. Absolutely. <laughs> the rest of us where in the hell is a Thayer and a Louder at? Yeah, but, uh, it's yeah, it's tucked. Right down there in that southwest corner. So, when do they talk about completion? They should be pushing power uh, out in 2025. Now, when so, you say pushing power out, mm-hmm. will there be any municipalities, any companies around here going to purchase some of that power? So, all that, all those 600 megawatts will go out onto the grid. And uh, whether there'll be a direct or indirect purchase, it's definitely possible. Okay. I know the city of Chicago has subscribed for quite a bit of the power for some of their facilities, too. So, it's likely that you know through some indirect purchase that our folks will be using some of that power. Oh, is, is that that's obviously privately owned? That's not yeah. a governmental project. It's a private company out of Boston called Swift Current Energy. Okay, and they have a project labor agreement, so our folks are building it, which is something that we always strive to achieve: is to have our workers building these things. And uh, they do these projects all over the world. All, I'm sorry, all over the country. Very, very well capitalized and successful company. How many employees are they talking about now, would you guess, on the construction part? The construction part is uh, probably around 150 Real, employees. On a daily basis? Yeah. The, the permanent operations, 
of a solar development it does not have a lot of employees maybe five okay um i'm not sure if all those are full-time but the construction side of thing is heavy and so it was really important we got our folks building that okay let's talk about the energy plant down in the yeah. Pawnee area where exactly is that going to be between Springfield and Pawnee no it's south of Pawnee, south of Pawnee. what's called the Black Diamond Road there's a okay. black top road that runs yep. from Pawnee down to Morrisonville yes. that area um and uh, that project right now Ameren is involved currently in moving realigning some of their infrastructure at the at the uh, substation there to allow for that but we were able to assist Emberclear with getting all the final approvals from the Illinois EPA so they are heading towards construction in 2020. So they have no more hoops to jump through. Uh-uh. No, they, they, as far they, as governmental regulations, they met all those. That's right. So they would hope to break ground and go vertical when, would you guess? Right now, I think they're, we're hearing mid-23, something like that. And so, how long we, how many employees you talk about some, a project like that? That's about 400 construction oh jobs gosh. over a five- to seven-year period. And that depends on if they build both turbines at the same time or if they do them consecutively. Um, that's about a $1.2 billion project, another project labor agreement. Our folks will be building that plant, which is really exciting. Um, and that's going to be an enormous shot in the arm to the county, to the economy of South County, Pawnee, Auburn, Divern, and places like that. Uh, that is also private enterprise, not government, right. not government involved. It's a partnership between Emberclear, Siemens, and Bechtel. So Bechtel is a large international general contractor. And they hope to completion date again, did you say? It's probably going to take five to seven years okay. to get it all completed. So maybe by 30? Right. That's right. Uh, up in, And that is natural gas. They'll use natural gas and they are aware and were involved in the recent energy legislation that prevents the use of natural gas in 2045. Okay. So they will either have to sequester all their carbon or switch to hydrogen. The turbines they're putting in can also burn hydrogen. Now, where do they get the hydrogen? That's a whole other story and a chemistry lesson I was given that I won't give everybody else. But right. uh, they'll have to do one of those two things. They know that, and that's all part of their plans. Ryan, uh, let's talk about the Shields thing. I, you yeah. know, It's around people that I know. It's mm-hmm. They ask when, if, when, are we losing optimism? Do we still need to think positive? It is, without trying to simplify it, is it all about right now finding the financing? At this point, well, first of all, the Shield Sports Complex is such a unique project. It's not like building a strip mall or something like that. There's uh, And a lot of the things that you needed to get the project together couldn't start until we had the final city council approval of the redevelopment agreement. So once that got put in place, uh, I am still and remain very optimistic that we'll see construction happening here very soon. At this point, they have to get that financing put together at the, here at the very, very end. Uh, they're, uh, the bids are in. Soil boardings are done. They're working with the private entities that would be financing them to bring all that together. Um, and, I, and they'll be making a, a – they're working with getting a date to make an update to the city council also. So the, uh, the project is complex uh, because of the way it's set up. They had to visit a lot of the taxing districts to get approval of the property tax abatements. So sometimes on a project like this, the city will just do a TIF, and everybody's in at that point. Sure. They chose to do this differently and go to, like, the county, the park district, the school district, you know, each entity individually, which took some time. Also, all the planning and uh, rezoning of that all had to be redone because it was already approved as a, as a outlet mall. And then to have it approved as a sports complex, they had to go all through the land subdivision and planning process all over again. That took almost a year or two. So... Uh, I know what, we're all anxious to see that thing underway. I remain very, very optimistic uh, knowing that the momentum and the interest that they're getting from both private investors and also private banks. 
Tell me about the University of Illinois Springfield Innovation Center. Give me a little yeah. update there and what's going on. What are they doing? What's their mission? The University of Illinois at Springfield runs Innovate Springfield, which is an incubator co-working space in downtown Springfield. The University of Illinois just closed on the purchase of the building at 4th and Washington Street. So they will be doing a $15 million renovation of that building, expanding the footprint of Innovate Springfield, which is great, and adding other university services into downtown Springfield. We're very excited to see that move forward, and we're grateful for the support of the state of Illinois and uh, providing that funding to the university to, to expand that. Having an innovation center in our community is really important, and it's also important that we have people working there that understand and have that specific skill set to inspire people to create new businesses here. What's the term self-talk mean, if you will, positive self-talk? Yeah, so this is something uh, maybe I heard on some of those road trips, but... Uh, <laughs> What you think becomes what you say, and what you say becomes what you do. And so our own impression of our own community is unbelievably important. If I, if I have a business coming to visit Springfield to look at sites, they'll tell me they're coming on Wednesday, they'll show up Monday afternoon. And they'll go around to the community and talk to people in stores, wait staff, other places to get their real opinion. They know I'm going to tell them sure. this is the best place in the world for you to be. So having a positive attitude about our community is unbelievably important. That's a big part of the Thrive and SPI campaign. You know, I coached Little League for 17 years, and I would always have parents come up and say, when are the boys going to start winning some games? And I always told them, when they show up every day expecting to win as opposed to hoping to win, everything changes. So as a community, we want to raise the expectations of what we should be able to accomplish here in Springfield and Sangamon County. That's our goal, and that's what we're going to keep pushing for. One more time, remind them of the annual meeting. The public is invited. Where, when, and do they need to make reservations? Is there a cost? Yeah, that's uh, free to attend, 8 a.m. Friday, January 20th at the Memorial uh, Center for Learning and Innovation, 228 West Miller Street. We'd like for you to register uh, to make sure we have enough coffee and donuts there uh, at uh, thriveandspi.org. Go under the events tab. You can register, no cost to attend, and it's open to the public. Ryan McCready, as always, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me on. Have a good one, my friend. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.